Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, y'all. I'm Julie. Hi there. I'm Brenda. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side. Now, y'all need to know that we're obsessed with everything. On the other side. Yes, we are. Because once you learn to navigate the energetic, or to some, the invisible world, life is going to be more fun and much more serene. Uh, heck yes, it can. Because let's be honest, Bryn, Earth School is hard. In fact, you taught me that. Let's crush Earth School together. Well, hello, my glamorous witchy boo. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you look amazing. You look stu- If you guys could see her, holy crap. She looks like she's going to a gala. Like you're going to the Academy Awards. Yes, that's exactly what I look like, y'all. <laughs> the Academy Awards of Cincinnati. <laughs> what, would that be your local AMC yeah, theater? I'm not sure what the Academy Awards of Cincinnati would I be. I do have, I will be stepping out after our recording session, so I am prepared. <laughs> You look amazing, and it's just so horrifying because I look like my father right now. <laughs> I just took Sookie on a really long walk, and I I am one who can sweat in 34-degree weather. Oh, and that's a good walk. That's a good walk. That is a really, really good walk, right? Happy puppy. I know that's true. <laughs> oh, very happy puppy and happy mama, too, because we've been traveling oh, for Thanksgiving. Yeah. We were down in Houston visiting Suzanne's family, and to all my keto friends, it is a rough road your first Thanksgiving in public. And it was, everything is carby, sugary. I had a plate full of meat. Starchy, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had, so I had ham and turkey on my plate. So, And the thing about that is you become very popular with all the dogs in the household. <laughs> so I was circled by every animal. Well, you're kind of always popular with the four-legged ones. <laughs> oh, it's a little popular with the pooches. And uh, Suzanne's sister has a pet rabbit named Checkers <laughs> that Suki was obsessed with Checkers. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't want to eat checkers because she's sooky. 
But she just like stood at the glass door, staring and pawing at the damn rabbit for 12 hours. It was the funniest thing. Maggie was like that. We took her, she stayed one place who had a pet rabbit and she just thought it was her puppy. She would lick it and like want to try and carry it by the scruff of the neck. I'm like, oh, don't do that. That's not going to go well. <laughs> but the, the rabbit just let her. I mean, they, they just were buds. <laughs> How was your Thanksgiving? Was it good? It was great. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it was good. Did you have like good food? Because uh, we I ha- didn't. I, I have to hear from everybody else but what they Yeah, ate. we chose the food and um so it was fine. <laughs> oh, that's really <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, when you're in charge it always goes well, right? <laughs> right, exactly. And so yeah, had out of town people and it was good. Well, in the holiday spirit, this episode is called Douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. I can't wait to hear it. So, uh, listeners, I am joining you today because I have no idea where my elf is taking us, (laughs) as usual. Well, you know the story. You know the story of the—I mean, well, I have so many douchebag stories, but— I mean, here's the thing. And, you know, the good thing about holidays, it gives us time to reflect, I hope, for people. For me, it does. And, you know, I'd like to take the time and reflect and look upon the year and the lessons that I've learned, the ones I still need to, the ones I, you know, maybe got a C or a D in, or the ones that I got an A in. And I figured, well, let me share one that I finally got an A in. And I just think it's a a worthy conversation story, especially for our gals and for our guys. I mean, it's it's a guy thing too, but for our gals especially about navigating the world as a woman, and I seem to be a magnet for douchebags. (laughs) <laughs> it's like you think I'd ask for it. It's the Black Panther vibe, right? Is that what it is? I don't know. I can't wait to hear the story, but I imagine they feel challenged by that, by the essence of it, so they come at you. Oh, it, that could be it. Yeah, so I'm a magnet for douchebags, and they tend <laughs> to come in the form of straight white men. <laughs> and not that I don't love straight white men. I've said this over and over, and I will say it again, especially with these stories. Some of the people I love the most in this world are straight white men, so it's not yeah. you as a group. It just seems to be these are the ones that— you know, kind of come after me. So here goes. Are we ready? Yeah, bring it. Unless you want to take a break. Uh, I don't think so. It's too soon. It's It's too soon. It's never too soon. If you you get on a roll, it's never too soon. (laughs) No, but I will be on a roll and you'll just have to interrupt me and I'll have to get mad and then I'll have to make fun of you and then you're going to get defensive and that's just what we do. So let's just keep rolling. Then roll. So so how about I just set the stage? So I want to set the stage is this particular instance, particular person, is somebody who is not a part of the new company that I work with. So he's not an employee. He's not a founder. But he is adjacent, let's say. Okay. Because I really don't need to be bringing up names in this because no, I don't know who Nobody listens. wins. Yeah. I really want to, though, but I'm not going to. So we're going to call him Douchey. So that's going to be his name. It's like he should be a plush toy. Affectionately known as. <laughs> Douchey. Yeah. So I met Douchey in the summer at his home, actually. I was invited there for a business meeting kind type of things. And, you know, he had actually said Douchey things that I was in somebody's home. So I always just kind of operate. If I'm in somebody's home and they make comments, I just kind of like, <laughs> and move on, right? Because it's their home. So one of Douchey's comments in his home was something about Suzanne. And it was very sexualized. And I just kind of let it go. And then he's made comments, and you can tell he's homophobic. It just is what it is. So he had made some comments about, you know, referring to Suzanne as my friend kind of thing. Oh. Right? Wait, it gets really good now. So we're in uh, Florida, and this is months ago, and uh, Douchey happened to be there. We're in a conference room, and at the end of a meeting, he says to me, what's your friend's name again? 
I, by the way, in all earnest and honesty, I went, what, who are you talking about? I have lots of friends. What, what, which one are you asking? And of course, I'm thinking Cubby. Yeah. I'm like, well, her name is Cubby. If you want her full name, it's Kimberly McGovern. But it's like, what exactly are you looking for? I'm getting all animated, everybody on the other end here. Like my hands are starting to move around. This is going to be a good one. So at the end of the meeting, he asked, what's your friend's name? I'm like, I don't know who you're talking about. He's like, ah, you, know, you know, your husband. Oh, and I'm like, he did not. Uh, yeah, he did. Which is, which the thing is, that's just disrespectful, right? It's like, you're clearly have an issue with gay people if that's what you're calling somebody's partner, spouse, whatever it may be, is you use the opposite sex. It's just very passive aggressive or very aggressive aggressive. I find it to be aggressive. Yeah. That was not passive at all. So at the moment, I let it go, not let it go. I didn't address it. Let's put it that way. And I'm assuming that it's because there were other people around. There are other people. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So old Julie. So I just think it's really important to note that old Julie would have said something. Old Julie would have said, would have been shitty and confrontational and attacky because that's what old Julie would have done. And I'm going to tell everybody that is not the way to do things. So we're at that note, let's take a break and let's come back and talk about what happens next. This is my elf learning all kinds of earth school lessons. <laughs> this is fantastic. <laughs> this is fantastic. Oh my gosh. So let's come back after a break and talk about what new Julie did. Yay! We'll be right back. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. All right, coming back to our cliffhanger. Yay! Go, my elf. You got okay, it. Okay, so got this. new Julie. So I get back to the VRBO where Suzanne and I were staying, and I said to her, she goes, how's your day? And, and I said, 
You know, the, the work-wise, it was great. Got a lot done, had idea. I mean, like, in my element, because I love this job so very much, I can't even tell you. It's like I – it is incredible. Like, the cre- the creativity, the freedom, everything. is like anything I could have ever dreamed of from a working situation, this is it. And, of course, it's about security and protecting people because it's cybersecurity. So it's everything. It's like I get to be creative and I get to be a Black Panther. It's like, fuck yes. Hello. <laughs> but then I tell her about what do she said. And she goes, honey, she goes, be careful. I go, what do you mean? She goes, just don't stir the pot. And what she later had said was, don't be confrontational. And I said, oh, I don't want to be confrontational. Like, no, I I don't want to do that. I've learned that that behavior does not work. So when we find ourselves in patterns, I've also seen it not work, right? But I've learned myself, it's like being like that does not work. You're not taken seriously. You're seen as emotional, irrational, all of those things. Well, you diminish your own power and standing, right, when you Correct. get very reactive. Correct. Because Correct. it's so intense, people can't process it, so they just dismiss you. Right. And the person who is, in cases in the past, me, it's because I couldn't control myself. Mm. Like, my emotions were running so high and so hot and also being a Leo with a rising of Sagittarius, I come by that very honestly. Fire on top of fire. <laughs> right? I'll exactly. just burn the house down. I don't care. <laughs> right? Which, which is what fire can do, right? Yeah. So fire, as you taught me, can be used, the, in, in the good, it can be used to um, transform. Right. Right? Uh, and the bad part is it can burn. Yeah. <laughs> So I made a conscious decision in my life to use my fire to transform something, not to to burn. Not that I'm not capable of burning because I am. I'm capable of setting shit on fucking fire, actually. So anyway, so the next morning I wake up and I'm pretty hot about it. And I know if I wake up and if that's the first thing on my mind, I need to deal with it. Because A, I need to set it free from me and I need to just go, I need to just, I need to deal with it. So I get into the office And uh, Douchey is there. So I decided, I walked in and I said, hey. I did not call him Douchey. (laughs) I called him by his name. Total points. Total points for that. (laughs) Thank you. And I'm like, hey, do you have a second? He's like, well, yeah. And I said, do you mind going out and taking a walk with me? Right? So I wanted to remove the situation from the office space. So we actually went outside. So we were just walking and just chit-chatting a little bit. And I said, so I go, you know, you made this comment about, you know, Suzanne being my husband. And I said, and frankly, it's really disrespectful. And um, I just want us to address it because you've now made this comment in my workplace. So it's now my home. If you have an issue with gay people, that's all fine. I'm not trying to convince you, shame you, none of that kind of stuff. Like, that's okay. But I just want us to address this. So here's what Douchey does. He has an utter meltdown. He did exactly what I didn't want to do. So he starts, I mean, he's thrown his arms up. By the way, this man is like 70 years old. So let me just be really clear. It's not like he's a child, even though he acts like one. Or he is a child. He's just one in a 70-year-old body. And he starts going on and saying, well, you just can't take a joke. I said, well, this actually isn't funny. And then proceeds to go into the space of talking about, he's like, well, I have jokes for my hillbilly friends for my this, my that. And then he proceeds to tell me a story about when he was in school. Now, this is 60 years ago, about some fat kid that he and his buddies would make fun of, right? And this is what he's trying to do. So he's been at it a long time. He's a pro. Exactly right. And so he's trying to make me feel bad 
So he actually tried to turn the table. So that one's really fun to me. I like when they try to turn the tables on you. <laughs> and especially somebody who he thinks doesn't, can't take a joke or has a sense of humor. There's nobody, I'm sure that man has ever encountered that can take a joke and has a sense of humor like this elf does. True. And so he's telling me about this, you know, this fat kid. That's what he said. He called him the fat kid. I don't know what his name is. And I looked at him. I said, you're not actually helping your case. (laughs) That is awesome. Legit. I'm like, you're not helping your case. You're making it worse, dude. Yeah. So then then he jumped to another. Well, he's not getting it, right? Well, he's not getting it. And I'm, and I'm actually being, I'm belaboring all of this and telling actual parts of the story because I want people to know what to look for, right? So when somebody comes at you with a ridiculous argument, which let's be honest, there's a lot of politicians now that will say things and they turn around and say, well, it was a joke because that's how they, they get out of it once they are caught in it. And that's what it felt like to me. It's like actually our politicians prepared me for that first response yeah. <laughs> because it's like, oh, it's just a joke. Stop talking, yeah. Right? Stop, stop speaking. So then when that didn't work, then he turned. This is my favorite. Well, I'm a Christian. <laughs> Do you know what that word means? <laughs> you know? And so, and so, of course, I looked at him very calmly and I said, well, apparently not a very good one because you make fun of fat people and gay people and hillbillies. And I say it, deadpan. That's perfect. Yeah. I am deadpan. And then he starts going again. He goes, well, I'm offended because now you're per- you're persecuting me. Ooh, wow. So then he went to persecute. So he started with, yeah. it's a joke. And then he went to the Christian. And now I'm persecuting yeah. him, right? Now you're persecuting me. And I said, I have no idea where you got that from. Yeah. I'm like, I, do, I have no idea where you think that I'm persecuting you. I go, we're actually supposed to be having a conversation. This is not a conversation. Then he starts yelling, and and I and the yelling, I didn't really understand. I I can't actually recall exactly what it was because I think they were all fragments of sentences. So I knew he was really losing his yeah. shit when he starts screaming in these fragments and all this kind of stuff. And so I looked at him and I said, "I don't understand this response." And I said, oh, I just wanted to talk to you because of how you address my wife. He goes, well, I haven't seen the paperwork. I go, what paperwork are you speaking of? He goes, well, your marriage license. He goes, I haven't seen it. I said, that is the most insane thing I've ever heard. What do you, who cares that you haven't seen it? Like, so now he's seeking proof of what I was unhappy about, right? Wow. I mean, it's just so desperate, right? It's so so desperate. So desperate. So desperate. So So then, oh my God, it was the most insane thing I've ever experienced. So then I looked at him. I said, oh, okay. I go, we're getting nowhere. So I'm just going to warn you that I'm going to turn away from you and I'm going to walk away. Like I said it like that just so he wouldn't have another fit. I'm going to walk away. So I walk away and he's yelling at me. (laughs) I could have predicted that. As I'm walking back into the building. Then we see my boss. And he starts yelling and having a fit and telling him that he needs to go talk to him, right? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm like, go ahead, do whatever you have to do. So I go back in and I start working again. Yeah. Now, I will say, Douchey came in with an, somebody else's had a guitar at the office, comes in and interrupts my meeting and sit there some, and plays the guitar after this whole thing. I had to add that part because now we're getting into insanity realm. That's intense. Correct. Correct. 
So he finally gets up and leaves and, and apparently spends two hours complaining about me. Well, he also doesn't have very many people confront him, right? Oh, there's no doubt. Or, or hold him accountable, apparently, since he was in school, because he's been doing this his whole life, right? Just bullying people. Well, and this is part of the problem of privilege of different parts of our society. Indeed. Is because they haven't had to deal with this. They haven't had somebody call them, uh, or just actually, I didn't even call him on I just was trying to have a discussion, right. Bren. I really no, was. I get that. Everything I'm telling you is 100% accurate. My demeanor was, and so here's what happened. Speaking of my Wait a minute. this is actually. We're going to take a break and you're going to tell us when you come back. <laughs> oh, oh, cliffhanger. <laughs> Julie's demeanor. We'll be right back. <laughs> the Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. All right, and we are back with the second elf cliffhanger. Okay, what? Oh my god, okay. it's so crazy. So then, so he, you know, complains about me, I, and I really have grown up a lot in my life, and I've learned a lot in my life, and I make very conscious decisions. I'm very mindful about my life more than I've ever been, and so I actually waited and had no intention of actually addressing it with my boss. Well, why would you? It doesn't involve him. <laughs> It doesn't right. involve him, which is the exact, which is why I wanted to take him out of the building yeah. and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. And I didn't want to go into the public humiliation realm like he did with yeah. me because public humiliation is not a really great form of communication. Yeah. Talk to any therapist that is dealing with somebody who has issues with their parents. Public humiliation is going to be a big one that comes up regularly. Well, it's shame. Because right? it's like a punishment. Yeah, it's, shame. it's shame. It's yeah. punishment. It's all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So... My boss, two days later, he brings something up. And so I looked at him and I said, listen, I wasn't actually upset 
with what he had said to me initially or what he had said to me up to that point. I go, because he can believe what he wants to believe. I said, it's how he handled himself was my biggest problem. And he goes, well, how was it for you? And by the way, I love my boss. Mm -hmm. Like, I love this man. Yeah, I can't even tell you how much I love this man. I said, well, I go, I'm going to give you a page out of my playbook so you know what to expect. He goes, what's that? I said, when I'm calm and when I don't swear, you better run for the fucking hills (laughs) because that means I own you. (laughs) And that is exactly what happened. I was calm. I didn't use my typical fuck this and shit, which is just more for expression anyway. Yeah. None of that. I, I spoke in a very calm, soothing, funny enough voice. Like, no, that is not it. No, you don't seem like a very good Christian. And again, no swearing. I absolutely owned him. And I think that's, that's the part I really wanted to tell the story. And I really feel like now in life when things happen, I swear they happen to me so I can share them with our audience. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Something happens. I'm like, oh, okay, go ahead. Fine. Fine, listeners. Yeah. I'm doing this for you. <laughs> but when it happened, yeah. I was like, when those words came out of my mouth to him, um, I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to talk about this. Because it is the most powerful I have ever felt. And not an overlord power, well, it's inter- but over myself. Yeah, it's it's empowerment is what it is, right? Yes. Empowered from within. It was empowerment. And, and clear and not defensive and not scared, like just being no. truly yourself. That authenticity in the face of, you know, something that you don't know the outcome, right? That's, that's truly the, the definition of vulnerability. I don't know what the outcome is, but what I am sure I about no idea. is myself. I know right. who I am in this moment, no matter what comes at me. That's true empowerment. And that is transformative. That is, yeah. Yes, it is. transformative. That's so exciting. And to be able to do it, like in that, it, it, I've had instances where I've been calm. I've, I've had this, but like, it is so mindful now. Like mm-hmm. it is, it's, you know, you used to tell me. <laughs> I always bring you back into this all the time because I do. Like, I've had a very powerful people in my life that have taught me so much. I've never encountered anybody like you. So I always bring this back because I've learned so much from you. And I am grateful every day for you. And I'm so glad that everybody else gets to hear about the lessons. And hopefully they'll pick them up too. But you used to say, you don't have to be in control of yourself. You just have to be in charge of yourself. And there's a big difference about control and being in charge. And he said, you are only responsible for what you say, think, and do. Not what the other person does, not their reaction, only you. And I always, I understood it intellectually. Like, I got it. Like, I, I, it made sense. There's a lot of things that, that you've taught me over the years that I didn't have to put into practice or couldn't figure it out until later. And there is a difference. And once you can actually be that person. Once you feel it, once you experience it. Once you feel it, yes, because intellectually I always got it. I just haven't had to really do it in this way or didn't practice it, whatever you want to call it. I'm sure I've had opportunities. I probably just let them go by. And once you have that anchored within you, you can call it forth again and again. Right. That's the beauty. Because yeah. I'm now that person. Yeah, exactly. It's yours. It's completely yours. It is mine. Yeah. It is absolutely mine now. And I just encourage any and all of you who feel like you want that to know that you can have it. 
if a hothead like me <laughs> that is fire on fire, fire, fire. can no seriously fire and fire can rising. do that? <laughs> and fire and fire and fire, right? If somebody like me, and again, who was also raised very independent, very da da da, da it, it doesn't matter until you can embody that. Yeah. And that, by the way, ladies, changes our gender. It changes who we are when we can actually act like that. When we don't act calm because we're afraid and we're hiding under a table, that's very different because I've done that too. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how I handled my stepdad when I was a kid. I literally would just hide. Mm -hmm. That's not what this is. Calmness and peace is not hiding. It is actually, it is, it is facing the storm yeah. and being calm in the face of the storm. And it is a very different thing. And I've gone through all, I've addressed things in every which way I could tell you that I have tried to deal with conflict or issues where they can, and I and have failed a lot, <laughs> but I learned. This and so, so I just want to encourage people to remember, and I think this is the thing, it's, it's what you taught me, is to remember that you are only in charge of you, what you think, what you say, and what you do. You are not responsible for the other person, because I also see a lot of women or men too, by the way, this is not mm -hmm. just um, exclusive to women, but I have seen when they've said something and they see the response, they either try to comfort and backpedal with how somebody else feels. They try to do something. And, and I'm telling you, that is not the answer either um, because you're not, you're no longer authentic. Well, and there are two things, right? As women um, in my generation, it, I believe it's different today. I hope it's different today, but I think it's just been adjusted, not actually at the core changed, which is women are taught to take care of others. And there's a good reason for it. Women are the ones who generally raise the babies, right? So, well, they give birth to them for the love for, of God. Well, we so, know that they give I mean, birth to them, but you know, yeah, the dads, and then they raise them dads do mostly. stay at home, but especially baby babies, we have to be in tune to the different cries and, you know, are they awake? You know, like, are they breathing? Like all, all those things. Right. Like, I get it. I mean, part of that is biologically dictated. It's not exclusive to, to women or to girls, but it is, it's, you know, but we get raised differently because of it. So that's really important. And it's not the only thing that you have to bring to the table. Like it's really important. So, you know, you don't, you're not responsible for taking care of someone else's comfort when we have to talk about uncomfortable things. I am not responsible for a 70 year old douchebag. <laughs> You're not. I'm, say, I, I'm not responsible. And that's the thing. I'm not. But the irony is you actually started the conversation, not only to take care of you, but also to say, Hey, this might actually be useful for you to have in mind as you speak in the world, <laughs> right there, right? This, this could have benefited him if he were open to it. And I always talk about how conversation, right? The Latin root word of conversation is to change together, right? Verse, change, con, together, to come together to change. And he obviously wasn't even available to that. But one of my teachers, which is Byron Katie, who wrote, has written so many books, but one of her first books is called Loving What Is. It tells you how to be in acceptance, how to be present with what is. And it's so mind-blowing. But one of her core teachings is what other people think of you is none of your business. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Right? So when you talk about people who will backpedal in discomfort and, and morph and turn themselves inside out to make sure everybody in the room is comfortable, but what if you could really not only intellectually understand about, you know, embody what people think of you is none of your business. How you think and feel and do yourself 
is 100% your business. Oh, that's a good one. She's also the one who would say, right, there's three types of business. There's your business, there's their business, and there's God's business. You put it in those three categories and you figure out what's your business and stay in your lane. Everything else is their business or God's business. Stay out of those lanes. They're not yours. Oh, that's so good. So this whole thing would have been different and I would have said something and I would have been like, oh, I'm so sorry. I should have never said anything because that's what he wanted. Yeah. Oh, he, he needed you to back down, right? Yes, he yeah. did. And so most people in those situations, funny enough, would have. Yeah, because it's easy, right? At the end of the day. Because it's easy. Yeah. And I think the, the reason a lot of people do that is because they don't like discomfort. That's another thing you taught me. Yeah. They don't like the discomfort of somebody not agreeing with them, not liking them, whatever it may be. There's a discomfort to it. And I'll tell you what I've learned is sometimes you can live in some discomfort because eventually either you or the other person will get there. Well, I always think about it. And I think you're right about that. But I also think, you know, what I learned from Tarot a long time ago, uh, doing, you know, thousands of readings is that the universe doesn't care for your comfort. It cares about your soul. I agree. Right. So if you're looking for peace and harmony, you don't come to earth school. <laughs> you know? Right. Now look, it doesn't mean we don't get peace and harmony when we're here. Of course, it's the best game in the universe is coming to the earth school plane. Right. But you know, that's, that's not where you grow is in comfort and peace and harmony. You get to celebrate, you get to recharge, you get to enjoy. And that's an important and critical stop, but it's not where the growth is. It's not where the excitement is, it's not where the creation is. It's in the places where you're curious. And, and even when you're curious, there can be discomfort. I'm trying to figure it out, right? That's where the creativity is, right? That, that's where the magic is. But you have to know who you are to stay in that place. If anybody's curious what has happened since, because this was back, I think, in September, Douchey, a few times now, I have been told, he has said to my boss, like, well, if I need to go kiss her ass, fine, I'll go do it kind of thing. You understand that is a huge concession from him. <laughs> oh, for him. Yeah, sure. It is. I mean, he kind of was shunned by everybody after that. Not because of me, just because of him. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't go around it. on some yeah, campaign. He oh, he created a whole yeah. damn thing. Yeah. It could have been where nobody knew we had a conversation, which was my intention, was just to go deal with it. But he had to make it where everybody knew yeah. about it because he had to, you know, throw such a fit. But recently he had said to my boss, like, well, you know, I haven't heard from Julie. <laughs> <laughs> and was seeking advice, like, well, you know, what should I do kind of thing? And, and my boss is like, listen, just leave her alone kind of thing. And so he's telling me this. He's like, you'll see her eventually kind of thing. And, and so... He, he said this to me, I looked at him, I said, well, I go, next time he asks you, I actually have a response. He goes, what is that? And I said, you tell him that that bridge has, it's so burnt, it's gone. And he is now no longer of any consequence to me. So he doesn't have to think about me for another second in his life. <laughs> because what he thinks of you is none of your business. That's awesome. <laughs> Right. I mean, you, that was my right? response. You totally it's funny that you said away. that. You took his power away. Well, yeah. and the thing is, and he doesn't need no. to. It's like it's like he doesn't have to be concerned. No. And you can hear what it. I yeah, think. You can hear it in your voice. You're like, what if he's non? A, yeah. A person non. No consequence. Yeah. No consequence. Yeah. And he is not. Yeah. And I think it's also important that part. I really wanted to make sure that I shared because it's okay not to collect people. And we don't have to. And, and remember, like, it's not a hatred, 
right? Because that even has mm-hmm. a spark to it. Hatred does. Like you have to care about someone to hate them. And this is like, it's just not a consequence. He's not the same vibration. We we don't spark off of each other one way or another. Nope. Yep. Nope. And I also know, because again, my boss like, well, you know, he's not a terrible guy. I said, I don't think everybody's 100% bad. So don't get me yeah. wrong. <laughs> and I said, so I know he does. I actually found him at times to be quite interesting and, you know, interesting is probably as far as I can go because he has, yeah. has some really interesting points of view of things. And I and then I looked at him and I said, can I just give you one more level of clarity about the whole thing? He goes, yeah. And I said, if he would have made a derogatory comment about your wife, what would you have done? He goes, he'd be dead. <laughs> I said, what if he said something like that? Because uh, my friend, neighbor, George, was also there. And I said, what if he said something about George's wife? He goes, oh, he would have drowned him in the pond out front. I said, exactly. And he goes, oh, I need to tell him how lucky he was that he said it to you and not us. I said, correct. I said, I didn't deal with it with violence like you guys would have. And I said, I know you would have dealt with it. I said, you would have at least hit him. He goes, yeah, you're right. I probably would have. The thing that's interesting to me about that, and this is so brilliant. That was such a brilliant pivot and reframing for them is no one would have had this after, you know, the, the after conversation with him about why'd you kill that guy or why'd you hit him, right? It, w- it would have been, it would have been like, oh yeah, I would have done that too. But they're coming to you and going like, hey, you know, <laughs> it's, just, it's just, that's, I love that. I love everything about this lesson. <laughs> it's a really, it's, and it was so Con- powerful for me because I didn't walk, I have not spent a second. You know how you go over in yeah. your head when you have a thing yeah. And you go through all the things you wish you would have yep. said, you wish you would have done, the woulda, coulda, yep. shoulda, my mother used to say, yep. right? The woulda, coulda, yep. shoulda. This might be one of the first times I haven't had a woulda, coulda, shoulda. That's so beautiful. And I'm telling you guys, it's magic. Yeah, that's empowerment. And this is why I wanted to share it, right? The magic of douchebags. <laughs> Yay! Because you learn a lot about who you are. And you and, and, and because of douchebags, they have to exist, yeah. right? Because they're out mm-hmm. there. So they are, any whether I want them to or not. Mm-hmm. But this is the, the gratitude I have is look where that where I got in my own soul's journey because of that douchebag. I love it. I love everything about this. Congratulations, my elf. And thank you for living your life so fully that we get to learn and grow with you. <laughs> and thank you for listening to all my damn stories. <laughs> we love your stories. <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. And remember. Thanks, everybody. Earth school is hard. Without douchebags. <laughs> And the other side. <laughs> and the other side, of course. Not just douchebags. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. Thanks for joining us, everyone. And a special thanks to our producer, Alejandra Arevalo, and our executive producer, Maya Cole Howard, who guides us while we guide you. Hit us up on Instagram at Other Side Guides or shoot us a note at Other Side Guides at iHeartRadio.com. And you can even call us at 833-22-GUIDE to leave us a message. We want to know what you think. We want to know what you know. And we want to hear your stories. And remember, Earth School is hard without the other side. Insider's Guide to the Other Side is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.